Let's pray before we start. Oh, most gracious Heavenly Father, Lord. Lord, I thank You for this opportunity to speak a very serious message, Lord. And Lord, I just, uh, I just pray that You do hide me behind the cross, Lord. And I pray, Lord, that as I speak, Lord, that if You will, the color of my suit disappear and Your words come out loud and clear. This is not about me at all, Lord. This is all about You. Again, Lord, I thank You for this opportunity to serve You in whatever way You have me to be. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. So several years ago, about 10 years ago to be exact, I was purchasing a car for my nephew, uh, Thomas, uh, in downtown Harrisburg. And uh, the particular gentleman that I was purchasing a car off of, uh, I talked to him on the phone and uh, seemed like a nice guy. But when I went to look at this car, this particular gentleman came out of the house and when he came out of the house, he had, I will not, I'm not kidding you, I would say that he had a hundred piercings on his face. They were, his nose, his lips, his, everywhere that you could make a piercing, he had a piercing. And I flat out could not look at this particular gentleman when he was, when I was talking to him. So what I did is instead of looking at him, uh, I instead, looked at the car, but I would ask him a question while looking at the car. And as time went on, I realized that the person behind the mask, if you will, was a real person that needed Jesus. And as I'm talking to him, the more and more I talk to him, the more and more I could look at him now, just as Jesus would look at him and realize that behind this is a person that desperately needed to hear that someone has died for you. Someone has gone to the cross for you and paid the price for you. And what happened was instead, I, I, I did purchased the car off of this particular gentleman, but it turned into a much longer thing than just a handshake of a, a buying a car. It turned into about a two-hour conversation about the Gospel and just exactly what the Gospel means to each and every one of us. And the next day, I was able to, he was from South Carolina, he was just here, uh, he had to sell the car in order to get back home. The next day, I delivered some Bibles to him, prayed with him, and sent him on his way. Now, most of you know why I'm standing here today in this particular suit. Okay, so quite a few years ago, when I was teaching the, the five to ten year olds, um, Ava 
and Kylie challenged me then that if we packed 300 shoeboxes, I would stand in pink. And, of course, I took the challenge and I lost. Um, but anyway, so then earlier this year, about two months ago, uh, they said to me, um, what if we pack 600 this year? And I was like, well, that's awesome. Because I knew the person that had ordered the boxes, my wife, had only ordered 400 shoe boxes. So therefore, I was good. There's no way I was... Yeah. So last year, during, last year during the COVID thing, we ordered shoe boxes that went missing. And of course, about two weeks after, after um, myself saying, sure, I will, Elder Tom was cleaning out a closet. And of course, he found those 250 shoe boxes that went missing. And now you know the rest of the story. <laughs> So, if there's any visitors here today, I will tell you that this is not normal. <laughs> so, but praise the Lord, it's not normal. Praise the Lord that we did, uh, we did as just as a church, as our church, we packed 676 shoeboxes. Okay. 676 shoeboxes. And every shoebox, with every shoebox, 11 people hear the gospel on average. So if you do that, 7,436 people, think of that, 7,436 people are going to hear the gospel because of you. Now, with that 600 shoebox challenge, I was thinking to myself, well, that's great that we packed 600 shoe boxes, but there needs to be $9 in shipping also donated towards uh, that. And I thought, I sure hope we don't miss out on that. I sure hope we're not being a burden to someone else. As of yesterday, as of yesterday, listen to this, $10,724.30 has been donated just towards shipping alone. So we have... Way succeeded, way succeeded our, our goal. So, um, thank you, Ava, Kylie, Taryn, and Allie, of course, for dressing in pink and driving me nuts for years, but that's okay. So, anyway, most of you know I'm a military person. I would, I'm, I'm all about camouflage, and this is not it. <laughs> but as I was reminded this morning, well... You could be in chains. There, and there's another, there's another uh, thing. You could be stoned. So if this is what it takes for someone to hear the gospel, so be it. So be it. So in front of me, I made a, I made a cross out of the, out of the shoe boxes that we send, and these shoe boxes that we send are known as go boxes. And GO, of course, is an acronym. GO stands for Gospel Opportunity. Gospel Opportunity. And um, <clears throat> I want to say thank you to all the people that, that have made this possible. Uh, on Tuesday night, we had the Joy Club here uh, cartonizing our shoe boxes that we had packed. But a really cool thing happened on Thursday night. 
uh, the Central Dolphin High School football team was here. And what they did... <laughs> here I am looking for a few good men. And God sends the Central Dolphin High School football team here to, to help us with our shoe boxes. I mean, how much more clear do you want it? Oh my goodness. It's just been it's just been an amazing week. It really truly has. My wife and I, when we get home at night, we say that we're VBS tired. In other words, uh, we're, we are a totally exhausted when we get home uh, from our nights doing this. But when we wake up in the morning, we absolutely want to do it again. We want to do it again. Back to the boxes. Gospel opportunity. When a child receives these boxes, when they receive these shoe boxes, okay, they are wherever, the, wherever these boxes go, they are given the opportunity to attend a VBS known as the Greatest Journey. It's a 12-week course where this child will be given 12 lessons, 12 gospel lessons, and what it does is it and it bolsters that child's faith in, in the Lord Jesus Christ. So it's just an awesome, uh, awesome thing that that uh, uh, being involved in you know in, in this process of packing these shoe boxes. So as I'm, I, I just wanna I wanna I wanna hone down on. There's a verse that I go to often. Uh, that I refer to often when, if you listen to, if you will, the news on the TV, you listen to the news, or however you get your news, your local news, okay, it's always slanted one way or the other. It just is. And there's a verse of mine that I go to. It's Romans 3.4. And I like, I like the easy to read version of Romans 3.4. It says this, even if everyone else is a liar, God will always do what He says. Even if everyone else is a liar, God will always do what He says. It's incredibly important that we know what God's Word says. It's incredibly important. Romans, uh, I'm sorry, Hebrews 13.8, it says, Jesus Christ is the same Today, yesterday, today, and forever. Okay, gospel means good news. The gospel means good news. If, if there is no such thing, as, I'm sorry, if there's good news, there needs to be bad news. You can't have, you can't have heaven without hell. There, 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 if there's good news, there has to be bad news. So I'm going to go all the way back to Genesis chapter 2. Genesis chapter 2, verses 16 and 17. This is where God lays out the commands. And He says, And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, You may surely eat of every tree of the garden, but of the tree of knowledge of good and evil you shall not eat. For in the day that you eat of it, you shall surely die. So God lays out the commands in Genesis 1 and Genesis chapter 2. And in Genesis chapter 1 and Genesis chapter 2, at the end of every single day, he says, it was good. It was good. So, God created a perfect earth 
But then when we get to Genesis chapter 3, verse 6, Genesis chapter 3 is known as the fall of man. It says, So when the woman saw that the tree was good for food, and that it was a delight to the eyes, and the tree was to be desired to make one wise, she took of its fruit and she ate. She also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate. Now I, I asked uh, Joe to uh, place this in the PowerPoint that, I don't know if you noticed it or not, but um, I, if you know this or not, but soft pretzels are my number one weakness. They are absolutely my number one weakness. And I'm here to tell you that if I was Adam and she was Eve and there was some soft pretzels between me and her, I do believe I would have been okay with Eve taking the soft pretzel off the tree. Now, that said, you'll notice, you'll notice in Matthew chapter 4, in Matthew chapter 4, okay, that's the first thing that Satan tempted Jesus with, was with food. There's something to that. There's something to that. Okay, so ever since then, ever since then, it's been known as the fall of man. As soon as you get into Genesis chapter 4, you have the Cain and Abel story. And then you have the Sodom and Gomorrah story. And, and it's just been, as we discussed today in our men's group, it's just been a roller coaster. It's just been a roller coaster. Up and down, good and evil, good and evil, good and evil. Romans 3.23 says this, For all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That's each and every one of us. And that's obviously this guy right here. Every single one of us will fall short of the glory of God. And then in Romans 6.23 it says, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Remember what I said about Romans 3.4. Even if everyone else is a liar, God will always do what He says. So in Romans 6.23 it says, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. So we're all sinners, but there's a free gift out there. How do we get there? Romans 10.9 because if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is the Lord and believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. For the Scripture says, everyone who believes in Him will not be put to shame. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. In Acts 2.38, Peter's saying, repent and be baptized and believe. I thought it was rather a God moment when these cards were handed. I didn't know these cards were going to be handed out today. About sharing the Gospel. That's where we need to be. We need to be Him with skin on. We need to be Jesus with skin on to our neighbors. There's a turning point in things. In John 3.16 and 17, don't leave out 17. John 3.16 and says this, For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish, 
but have everlasting life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through Him might be saved. Satan is incredibly good at reminding you of your past, even if you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior. He's incredibly good at just bringing that up, bringing that up, bringing that up. So what you do is you just bring it right on back. He forgave me of that. He forgave me of that. He is bigger than you. Romans 5.8 But God shows His love for us that in while we were still sinners, Christ died for, what? For, for us. Tying that in. So here we are in 2021. Here we are in 2021. So we are 2,021 years when this, when this was written by Paul, we are 2,021 years ahead. We're in the future. So we were a future sinner then, but He still died for us then. And it was paid for in full then. 2 Corinthians 5.21, it says, For He made Him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in Him. Jesus paid it all. Can I tell you, I would like you to hear this Gospel as it applies to you. Hear it in a new way. This applies to you. Live that Gospel. Hear that Gospel to you. Given to you every single day. Remember what He's done for you every single day. I don't know how you could have a bad day when you realize that your eternal home is in heaven. If you believe Him as your personal Lord and Savior, you will be with Him until we get there. In John 19.30, Jesus says as He's on the cross, it is finished. It is finished. It's paid in full. To die is the original verbiage. So myself, in my younger days, I used to finance cars or trucks. And you'd get a coupon book. And every time, every month, you would peel off one of those coupons and you would pay that, you would, you would use that coupon, use that coupon. And then, when you got near the end of your coupon book, it was paid in full. What a relief. What a relief that that car or that truck was paid in full. And then, there are some of us that have had a mortgage that has been paid in full. And when it's paid in full, what a, what a huge relief it is that you're no longer under those burdens or obligations. Jesus paid it all. Everything that we couldn't do, He did for us. In Ephesians 2, 1 and on, it says, and you were dead in your trespasses and sins. And here's my two most favorite words found in the Bible. But God. When God is in the equation, that equation is totally upside down. 
But God, being rich in mercy because of the great love with which He loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive with Christ. By grace you have been saved. For grace you have been saved through faith. It is not of your own doing. It is the gift of God. I like how Chuck Swindoll uh, defines grace. He says, grace is God's favor shown to those of us who don't deserve it, we cannot earn it, and we'll never be able to repay it. Grace is God's favor shown to those of us who don't deserve it, we cannot earn it, and we'll never be able to repay it. When we sing that song, Amazing Grace, I like to enunciate the word amazing. It's amazing grace. It is unbelievable how much grace God has shown us. Myself, obviously. When you open your Bibles, you will never find Gospel chapter 1, Gospel chapter 2, Gospel chapter 3. But what you will find is the Gospels according to Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. There's four, four individuals giving their viewpoint on the life of Jesus. They got to see the Gospel lived out. On your compass or on your map, you will have four waypoints on your compass or on your map. North, east, west, and south. Do you see what I did there? I spelled the word news. So, you had four people looking at the good news and sharing their viewpoints on or sharing their testimony of the good news lived out. The good news lived out. So I'm going to go into some of the Gospels and I'll show you some accounts of things that I see in the Gospels. So in Matthew chapter 27, verse 45 and on, I see four miracles that Matthew sees. Four miracles. In verse 45, it says, Now from the sixth hour, there was darkness over all the land until the ninth hour. And behold, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from the top to the bottom. And the earth shook, and the rocks were split. The tombs were also opened. And many bodies of the saints who had fallen asleep were raised. And coming out of the tombs after His resurrection, they went into the holy city and appeared to many. The four miracles that I see according to Matthew are this. Darkness in the middle of the day. An earthquake and tombs opened. The veil was torn. You know that veil was nine inches thick? And it tore from the top to the bottom. How in the world? And then the last one I see is dead people coming to life. So I want to go over to Luke. Luke's account of the Gospel. 
Now this was when Jesus was on the cross. And I like to call this the greatest miracle of the cross. Luke 23, 39-43. This is where I see myself. I put myself on one of the crosses alongside of Jesus. Because I have been there. It says, one of the criminals who was hanged railed at him, saying, Are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. But the other rebuked him, saying, Do you not fear God? Since you are under the same sentence of condemnation, and we indeed justly, for we are receiving the due rewards of our deeds, but this man has done nothing wrong. And he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus said, Truly I say to you today, you will be with me in paradise. You see, the reason that I say that I see myself on the cross alongside of Jesus, because there was a time in my life where I absolutely railed at Jesus. What I see there in, in myself hanging on that cross is see, I am the guilty one. He's the innocent one. I'm the filthy one. He is pure. I am absolutely wrong. He is absolutely right. He's not on the cross. For his sins. He's on the cross for mine. The greatest miracle that I see from the cross is when John 19.30, when he says, it is finished. It is paid in full. Jesus offers forgiveness to each and every one of us. All we got to do is ask Him into our hearts, into our lives. Jesus paid it all. A little earlier in the book of John, in John 8.36, Jesus is saying this. He says, So if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. So, here we are. The title of the sermon, The Gospel Lived Out. Jesus, when He was here, was the Gospel lived out. This week coming up is Thanksgiving. Surely, someone is going to come into your path that they need to hear the Gospel. You were handed, each and every one of you was handed a card this morning that you have the opportunity to hand that card out. I like how someone within our congregation once said that you don't tell them about heaven, that we may as well be telling them to go to hell. 
Think about that. And it'll fall on our shoulders. We will give an account. That was last week's sermon. We will give an account. As you're driving down the road on a very rainy day, and in your rearview mirror, you see the bridge that you just crossed get swiped away. You would tell the next driver coming this direction, don't go that way, would you not? And that's just here. We can make an eternal difference in someone's life direction. An eternal difference in their life direction. Another thing that I see from the cross is that now I don't have to come to church. Now I get to come to church. I don't have to serve in the church. Now I get to serve. I don't have to tell my neighbor about the Gospel. Now I get to tell my neighbor about the Gospel. It's a huge mindset change. When you realize what was done for you for all eternity, it has to change you. I'm, I praise the Lord for all the good things that we are doing within this church. May we continue to change lives for, from now for all eternity. And He'll get the glory. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Oh, most gracious Heavenly Father, Lord, I thank You for this day. I thank You for all that You have done for us, Lord. You are truly an amazing Savior. Lord, um, if there's someone here, Lord, that does not know You as their personal Lord and Savior, Lord, the offer is still there. So long as we are alive and breathing, we have that opportunity to make a turn for You, for Your Kingdom. Lord, if there's someone here that needs that, please tug at their heart. Have them come see Me or someone that knows You as their personal Lord and Savior. As we go out this week, this Thanksgiving week, oh, what a Thanksgiving present we could give them. We love You, Lord. Seriously, we just want to serve You and we just want to serve You well. And it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Mm -hmm.